to the Train Your Mind podcast. I'm Vanessa Forrester, and I teach athletes how to up-level their performance without buying that next fancy bike, training more, or even racing more. Your next breakthrough performance is closer than you think. Are you ready to train your mind like you train your body? Stick around, and I'll teach you how. Hey, athletes. Welcome back. Okay, before we dive into this week's topic, which I'm very excited about, I want to share a few things. Um, We are now moving into what would have been the week for the Ironman World Championships in Kona. For necessary reasons, we know it. It's been moved, and I think the decision Ironman made to have a May option in St. George and an October option in Kona is the most ideal in an unideal situation. The fact of the matter is there are so many athletes qualified that they have to host a race soon. And while Kona is a special birthplace of the race, if you're an Avengers fan, you'll get this. You'll love this. Kona is not a place. It's a people. It's the people that make up the race. And until Kona can safely hold the number of visitors that come for the Ironman World Championships, St. George, Utah is a beautiful, welcoming, challenging filler location. I have personally chosen to defer to October of next year only because I was already planning to race Ironman Tulsa in May with my husband. More on that later. Some exciting things I can't wait to share with all of you. But otherwise, I would have gone for both world champs in a single year. Single year. I think that would have been so fun. But you can bet I will definitely be in St. George to support and cheer. And lately, I have been in some deep planning stages for things to come soon. And more of what I can offer you all to bring this train your mind work to life. So I'm going to do a podcast episode soon about my unique train your mind process that I do with athletes I work with one-on-one. And I want to share it with you because I want you to see that it's not overly complicated, but it's a process that works if you continue to work on it. And I'm in the middle of creating something new that I'm really excited about. And if you know this work, this training your mind, building mental endurance work is what you need to hit your next level. Stay tuned for more information of what's coming because I will make my first announcements right here on the podcast. Okay, let's dive into today's topic. I love this so much. We're talking about adversity training. Okay, so here are a few reasons why this is important to talk about now. Number one, very easy number one. We just came off 70.3 Worlds in St. George where, as I've talked about and with the interview with Celie last week we talked about in the last podcast, the weather was not what anyone was planning for. There was adversity. There were things that we had to overcome to get to that finish line. Number two, most of you listening I know are type A high performers that love certainty. And if there's anything that we learned in the last year to two years is that we have to be willing to train something different. And number three, some of you may be in your postseason or off season, or you're moving into it soon. And that's a great time to work on what I'm, what I want to talk about today. Okay. So the topic of the day, adversity training, and I looked up the definition of adversity and here's what it said. Adversity is an adverse or unfortunate event or circumstance, an adverse or unfortunate event or circumstance. And the definition of adverse is opposing one's interests or desires. 
opposing one's interests or desires. So basically, it's a situation we find ourselves in that we don't want to be in. (laughs) And I think that's the most basic way that athletes from worlds might describe their experience. Don't you think? So if it's a situation that we find ourselves in that we don't want to be in, a lot of that is attributed to one thing and one thing alone. It's unfamiliar. And when it's unfamiliar, generally, it's also very uncomfortable too. But the uncomfortable part is not what I want to zone in on today because the fact of the matter is what we do is uncomfortable. The whole path to next level performance is uncomfortable. So that's just a matter of constantly going towards the discomfort and knowing your growth is that way. But the unfamiliar is what I want to talk about, what I want to focus on, because there's so much that we can do to make the unfamiliar more familiar. And the first step is choosing the discomfort. And this is important because when you're responding to unfamiliar situations, your brain is less engaged and has to use more effort. When it's unfamiliar, your brain is less engaged, shuts down a bit, and has to use more effort to overcome it, which is not ideal in a performance environment and often will cause you to shut down or pull back on your physical effort. So often what accompanies the unfamiliar circumstances in racing are thoughts like, I can't do this, this is too hard, I've never had to deal with this before, which will undoubtedly lead to you not racing to your potential. What I want you to see is there's a little bit of responsibility that's lacking inside of those thoughts. Because what's happening is you're letting your circumstance cause your doubt instead of having a bank of training experience that keeps you confident. So that means that part of your training should be dedicated to making the unfamiliar familiar. You're already doing this physically, but you have to do it mentally too. I know that you don't just show up on the race course expecting to hold a faster pace when you haven't practiced it time and time again in training. What you're doing when you do that type of training is creating a physical familiarity with that pace that once, and maybe still is if you're still working on it, it once was unfamiliar and uncomfortable. That physical training does inform the mental training. You do get a boost in your ability to handle something new and hard mentally and emotionally when you also do it physically. But beyond just the physical, physically hard training sessions, you also have to seek the hard conditions and circumstances. Our high achieving brains are sneaky and they're smart. We expect and know that the training will be hard. So even though it's uncomfortable sometimes, we know it will be. So we've created a familiarity with the discomfort, which is a good thing. And think how much more unstoppable you would be if you had the same familiarity with the discomfort of wind or humidity or rain or cold or hot or all of it. One of the exercises that I have my athletes do in prep for big races that they're doing um, in a single year is create a training bank of sessions that they want to remember on race day. And it's not just the ones that they've nailed, not just the sessions that they, you know, hit the paces and everything was perfect. And they're ones that they're really proud to share with their coach, but also the ones that they, where they had to overcome something difficult to complete it. Because in my style of coaching, those are just as important as the sessions that we nail. 
So when I had my post-race call with one of my athletes, Patrick, after 70.3 Worlds, and he explained his experience on the bike when the storm hit, when it started raining and the wind picked up and then it started hailing on him, he didn't waste any time or energy or mental capacity worrying about that or considering that he wasn't ready for it because he remembered a ride this summer when the conditions were even worse when he was out on the bike with friends, and just that memory sparked the thought, oh, I've been here before. I've been here before. And that, my friends, is everything. Because that's all your brain needs to move from unfamiliar to familiar, back into confidence, back into focusing on the task at hand, which is exactly what Patrick did. He stopped focusing on the weather and refocused on his own effort and presence in the ride. When you make it familiar, your brain goes from, we don't know this, or we don't know how to do this, to, we've been here before. And that's a very important distinction. So how do you put this into practice? The simple answer is this. You go do the thing that you normally wouldn't do in favor of the familiar and comfortable. You stop choosing the familiar and comfortable every single time. So let me share with you my own personal example of this from just last weekend. So I had a five-hour aerobic ride on my schedule. Nothing special, just five hours in the saddle. And before looking at the weather, I had decided to do this out-and-back ride that I do pretty frequently to this next town near me called Livingston, Montana. So I'd ride out and then just come on back. And Livingston is notoriously windy. Some days are worse than others, like some days it's just a casual, you know, 12 to 15 miles an hour. Other times it's well over 20 and gusting up into the 30 plus, like it's kind of unpredictable a little bit, but this ride also has a really great training climb in prep for Kona. It's like a 10 mile climb into that wind. Sometimes it's headwind, sometimes it's crosswind. So I had decided early in that week that I would ride to Livingston and back. And then on Friday, the day before my ride, I checked the weather forecast and saw that even just at 8 a.m. in the morning, it would already be 20 mile per hour winds. And I immediately changed my plans. Immediately. Nah, I don't need to go Livingston. (laughs) But the interesting thing is that I've trained my mind in recent years to be decisive because I used to be very indecisive with even the smallest things that when I changed my mind, it didn't sit well with me. And I also have trained my mind to look for and train the unfamiliar and the uncomfortable. So then changing my plans went against all of that. And it showed because I was so indecisive and wishy-washy all the way until I rolled out on Saturday morning. But that's only because I knew that there was only one place to ride. One thing to do to get the most out of my training day. And it was to go to the wind, not to avoid it. So I want to offer that when you start to train this way, when you start to really be conscious and intentional with this adversity training, it becomes your new normal so that when you make decisions in the opposite direction against it, that's the thing that starts to feel uncomfortable. So for me, the forecast actually ended up changing a bit with slightly tamer winds than originally planned, but I did ride towards Livingston, happy to report, and explored some new roads that I've been wanting to try. I can actually remember the exact turn when the wind finally hit me, and I just smiled, noting that's exactly what I wanted for the day. But not because it would be easy, more enjoyable, or give me better ride stats for Strava, 
but because it was the thing that will help me perform better when it matters. I still have work to do to feel confident riding an arrow in strong crosswinds. So I need to get out there and practice to make the unfamiliar more familiar, to train my mind to build the confidence that will help me on race day. And that only happens when you're conscious and intentional of it. And a super fun thing ended up happening for me on this ride in particular, one of those new roads that I explored is another great training road for the Queen K, for the climb up and then down from Javi. So I got more crosswind training than I actually bargained for. So there's this saying, right? If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always gotten. This is true for your performance results as it relates to your performance training, mental and physical. So think about these questions for yourself. Where are you choosing the familiar too often? And what's that costing you? Where can you branch out and go for the unfamiliar to build that ability to withstand adversity more? Do you always default to indoor training when the weather is a certain temperature or there's rain in the forecast? Are you a treadmill exclusive runner in the winter? Or is heat training in your basement actually higher quality than outside? Do you always pick the same routes? What's keeping you from branching out? And when you answer those questions, think about it this way. Are the choices you're making simply from choosing what's familiar and comfortable? And how might a different choice propel your performance? What would be possible for you long-term if you practice training for adversity now? And are you willing to give up a single session of comfort for a long-term effect of better performance? That is a really important question and answer it honestly. So one thing I want to note here on the familiar routes and such, if you keep going to the same places to best your own Strava segments or because Strava data will be faster for the world to see, I want you to be willing to question that motive. Are you training for kudos or are you training for performance? You got to be onto yourself. So to tie this together for you, if you think about the landscape of your training and the choices that you make, if a lot of what we would call adverse circumstances, things that could happen on race day that you might not be prepared for, fall within the unfamiliar and uncomfortable, I like to think about like quadrants, they fall within uncomfortable and unfamiliar. Those are the ones that you want to practice and train more, right? That is your adversity training. And then you will find the ways as you train it to inch it closer to familiar and uncomfortable or even familiar and comfortable, right? So right now it's unfamiliar and uncomfortable, and then you will train it so it becomes more familiar and comfortable. Choose one session a week to practice, and then take notes. Notice what shifts you make mentally, and then keep doing it. Because as with anything, one session every now and then won't make a substantial difference we're looking for to create a breakthrough next level performance. Keep going and watch your self-confidence increase with it. For me, I'm taking my gravel bike out this weekend, and I'm going to go onto a trail that I've avoided literally all summer. It's time. So when my husband hears this episode, he'll be very happy to know this. No more avoiding it because it's unfamiliar and uncomfortable. And if you're practicing this concept this weekend, let me know. Share with me what you're doing. Send me a message on Instagram. I'd love to hear about it. All right, athletes, that's it for this week. Go out and practice your own adversity training. 
Next week, I'll actually be coming at you from a very special location. The Ironman World Championships may have been postponed, but the island is open. So in preparation for Ironman Arizona, my husband and I are using our already planned trip to Kona for a little training camp. So I've got a big bank deposit, Kona course recon, and I'm sure plenty of adversity training is coming my way. I can't hardly wait. Talk to you next week. Hey, it's me again. If you want more juicy tips on how to train your mind, hop on my email list. The link is in the show notes. As soon as you join, I'll send you the 10 triathlon truths your tri coach hasn't told you. And then I'll drop in your inbox weekly with new tips that will change the way you train and race. See you there.